Blog Talk Radio. Steps Radio, PS10 Radio online is Self-Care Sunday today. Welcome. It's a beautiful day in May, the first um, Sunday in May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So with that being said, a lot of things that we put out there and tips that we give are going to pertain to the health of our mental state, our just being aware. Um, mental health is very taboo sometimes. People don't want to talk about it, especially in certain communities and cultures, um, and people don't want to address it. However, it's very important because it can cause you to make some really poor choices and decisions, and it can lead to some pretty um, um uh, detrimental situations where you have to get them addressed professionally. Um, and, you know, that can be a part of your treatment, but you don't want to ignore these things. And that's why I felt it was very important um, as your host, and I'm Angeline as your host, um, to um, really make that statement that even though um, in the past, mental health has been a pretty taboo topic. I do feel like more people are becoming more aware of it, more people are willing to address it, and more people are willing to talk about it. So let's talk. Let's talk about it. So we're going to talk about self-care today, a self-care Sunday. And, um, you know, like we have on our website, www.positivesteps10.com, we can't pour from an an empty cup. You must fill your cup at some point. It's okay if it gets down, if it's like just, you know, the last few drops, but you got to fill it up sometime, you know, whether that be on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, make sure you're doing something that helps you and also something that um, helps you to build not just your um, energy level physically, but you also want to look at your mental state, your emotional state, and your spiritual state. Like those things all matter. Um, so it's very important. Um, you don't want to put yourself on the back burner because believe me, if something were to happen to you, um, many times, um, of course, your family would, uh, of course, be devastated, but many times, especially for work and when it pertains to work, you know, you you will be replaced. So um, that's why it's it's important to set boundaries. It's important to be clear with with people. Um, same thing with your friends 
or family, if you have family members who um, tend to do a lot of taking, um, they uh, they take more than they give, they are manipulative, they are toxic, they are stressful, you have to set boundaries, you have to be clear on what you're willing and what you're not willing to accept and what you're willing and, and not willing to do for them. Um, and I think I believe the boundaries will help you to still at some point have some level of respect from them. They'll understand that, okay, I can't just ask him for, you know, money every time I talk to him. I need to actually, you know, get myself together or I need to let him know that I he cares for that I care about him or vice versa, you know, let her know. Um that I care about her by letting me do something for them because I understand they they set this boundary and I need to respect it. So it in turn um, works out at the end. And sometimes those people just decide, you know what, they won't do it for me, so I'll find somebody else. And, you know, again, that's a win-win for you because you don't have to keep being a doormat for someone. You don't have to keep being taken advantage of. And that person is aware of your boundaries. And, you know, sometimes that may lead to an uh, end of a relationship, but you don't want to be in any relationship, whether it be with family or friends or um, a romantic relationship or a working relationship or a colleague, and it just be one-sided. So you can't just give, give, give. At some point, you are going to tap out. You are going to have an empty cup. You are going to, your water is going to run, your well is going to run dry. So today we're talking about just exercising self-care. And um, a bonus is at the end of our talk today, we are going to um, put up a 10-day self-care challenge. So um, be uh, ready to um Join in on this challenge, um, and that's just part of you know positive steps ten. Uh, many of you want, may have been had, may have been wondering our positive steppers out there may have been wondering what is the ten about what is the ten after the positive steps. Well, we're starting this today, and I'm just going to challenge you and encourage you to participate with us and help us um, establish the ten. And it will be ten days of self-care, 10-day challenge for self-care. So let's get right into what we're talking about today. So again, we're talking about just being aware of our self-care and our mental health. And along with that comes the different kinds of mental health issues that people have. Um, so feel free to call in. The number is one six four six seven one six eight two zero eight, and make sure it's appropriate for the topic. But, you know, we just want to make sure that we touch base on on different things in our short amount of time so that we can um, go forward with our 10-day challenge as well. So we're looking at depression. We're looking at anxiety. We're looking at having low self-esteem and learned helplessness. So many of us are dealing with so many different emotional and mental issues. It could be something that's genetic. It could be something that's inherited. It could be something that developed um, over our childhood, over time. It could be something that was caused from some kind of catastrophic um, situation or some kind of trauma. It could be something that 
just kind of just fell up on us. It could be a chemical imbalance. There are so many causes of mental health issues. And I think it's important for us to be aware of that. We get kind of ashamed sometimes that we're dealing with it. We, um, you know, we, we hear about other people dealing with it and we you know, we just don't want to judge. We don't want because we don't know where it's coming from. It could be something that was inevitable, something that you could never have avoided, anyways. So, and and then some situation, it is something that maybe was created by the choices that we chose. Um, I just think about recently in the tabloids. Um, I've been seeing um, at the uh, you know at the line at the store the checkout you'll see the magazine cover has Mariah Carey on the cover saying you know her her battle with bipolar um, disorder you know that that is very taboo I mean we've heard people talk about you know her um, strange behavior she's shown some strange behavior her voice has changed over time I'm sure from taking the medication and just dealing with all her issues you know and then as you get older you deal with physical issues and that can in turn turn into different things you know you have a lot of people who are getting older then they start to get depressed because they haven't made it to the place they want it to be as um, by now, by this age, you know, they think, you know, people going through their midlife crisis. I mean, those things are real. And we have to be open and accepting of it. Of people who um, are suffering from this, we need to support them. We need to help them realize that there's help out there. I mean, you can look online and find so many different things nowadays. You can even get therapy online, and it can be via Skype, via – it's not really Skype, but it's something just like it. Um, and you can get all kinds of help online. So if you feel too too taboo to go into a therapeutic um, center or to go see a therapist or a counselor face-to-face, you can do so online. You know, they have hotlines for everything. You can call and just talk it out and get get some help that way. Um, but what's important is you have to use your self-care. And, and self-care means, it doesn't mean that you're trying to cure yourself or anything like that. It is a form of self-help, but it's also, it's that temporary bandage so that you can recoup and move forward from there. So, you know, it's important. It's not selfish. It's important to take care of yourself. It's smart. Um Again, there are different apps you can use. Um, you can check out one of the blog posts on our website, www.positivesteps10.com. We have um, all kinds of self-care apps that we kind of ran into. One of them is Calm. Another one is, um, I think, another meditate meditation one. Um, because sometimes we just need to take a breather. We need to stop, and we need to stop running around, stop you know, answering the phone, stop being on social media and getting revved up on things, stop getting sucked into drama, and we just need to calm ourselves. And a lot of times it has to do with your breathing and where's your mindset, and you have to surround yourself with positive people and positivity. Um, and although it doesn't, it's not an immediate fix, it helps you so that you can manage and get through. Um, because like I said, some, some of it, sometimes we have um, – issues based on the choices we make, but, you know, then we have those times where it's hereditary, so you want to be be able to slow down, 
take a deep breath, and how can I regroup so that I can make sure I'm taking my medicine, make sure I'm going to my therapy, make sure I'm doing my exercises um, for um, mental um, stability, um, read about whatever you're going through. You know, you have depression, read about it. You have anxiety, read about it. Look it up. See where you can get help. There are so many different things out there. Um, so we're going to just break it down. So we're going to first look at depression. So feeling depressed is horrible. I mean, I know I, I don't wish it on anyone, but I know a lot of people who have felt depressed before. I have personally had depressing times. You know, you go through something traumatic in your life and you get kind of down and get depressed. You know it's pretty severe when you have the following symptoms. And I looked on mayoclinic.com for these symptoms, and it just said, you know, fatigue, feeling tired all the time, a loss of appetite maybe sleeping problems, sleeping too much or not able to sleep, maybe have some insomnia, a loss of interest in sex or in things that you like to do or that you used to find enjoyment in, having physical aches and pains without even, um, you know, without true medical reason, Um, feeling sad, feeling tearful, feeling empty inside, and just thinking slowly, talking slowly, moving slowly, you know, everything's kind of in slow motion, are easily agitated. Those are different signs of depression, and we just want to be aware of that. You start feeling that way, you might be feeling depressed, you might be having just a situational depression, or it could be seasonal depression, or it could be an actual major depression, you know, something that's lasted more than six months that you just need to address. Um, The other one is anxiety. So feeling the feelings of anxiety, they creep up on us, and sometimes unknowingly and unexpectedly. And those symptoms, I kind of looked on Web WebMD, and that includes just an umbrella, just a plethora of different things that can come from all kinds. There's so many different anxiety disorders, um, and they sound similar to the depression, um, but I do think that we need to uh, know is it depression I need to treat or anxiety I need to treat? So we're going to look at these symptoms of anxiety, and it goes under the different conditions. One of them, one of the conditions is panic disorder. So panic disorder is when you have those panic attacks, and it feels like a heart attack. You have the palpitations, the chest pain, you know, you're sweaty, um, you know, hard to, you know, can't stop thinking about something, or, you know, you start to worry really about your physical health. Um you know, of course you want to go to a physician, make sure you're getting checked out. But then a lot of times it ends up leading to them being like, there's nothing physically, medically wrong with you. You know, some I've known people who've had to get the scope put down their throat. They've had to go through all kinds of EKGs and everything and MRIs and everything like that and nothing. That was of um, a sign of anxiety, something's going on, your body is reacting to it. What are your triggers? Figure out what's triggering you, what is causing you to feel this way. What happens right before you ha- experience these um, symptoms? So being aware, and sometimes that may take you journaling and having a journal out and saying, okay, on May 
4th or May 5th or whatever, this is what happened and this is how I um, dealt with it and these are the symptoms I had afterwards. And that will help you to be more aware. Maybe you can prepare a little better for those situations so that you do not experience your panic, anxiety, or panic attacks. The second condition is social anxiety. So this is pretty big. You know how you have people who are like, oh, I'm antisocial, or they just like to Netflix and chill and be at home. That is a form of just avoiding social situations and just um, kind of chilling out. However, if you actually have a social anxiety disorder, it's a lot more intense than that. Like you feel very self-conscious when you're around people. You think they're talking about you all the time. You fixate on how people feel about you. Are they judging you? Are people talking about you? Do they um, even, are they really truly your friend? You question, is that person really uh, my friend? Do they really like me? Are they trying to use me? Like, you come up with all these different kind of scenarios when you're experiencing social anxiety, and it can, like, cripple your life. Like, not just that, oh, I'm not going out or I'm just going to Netflix and chill, like, to the point where you don't trust nobody. Even people in your house you start to not trust. So that is a form of social anxiety. Again, address it. Address it as soon as you feel that, okay, wait a minute, I don't. I cut off everyone in my house. I've cut off my friends. I no longer go to family events. That's pretty That's pretty serious, and if you notice people in your life who have done that, you know, check in on them and, and let them know that I am here for you and I care for you and I want to see, you know, you come out of this and, you know, nothing's going to happen right away. All you can do is encourage and offer your support and let people know that you're thinking about them and that you're on their side and you're not judging them. So that's the big thing. The third condition under anxiety is specific phobias. So that's when you have a fear that just goes beyond ordinary situations. Like you might have a fear of, you know, some people have a fear of uh, going in the elevator. Some people have a fear of um, just, you know, like kind of like OCD things, like I don't want to get germs. And you just have all kinds of situations going on. So then you have um, all kinds of phobias that you have to deal with. Sometimes they have take very intense, um, they take very intense treatments to kind of cure the phobias. So you need to seek professional um, assistance. Also, if you know someone who's dealing with a phobia, it's important to be aware of that and make sure that you're not um, judging them for it. You can't push them into it. Like, it really takes some trained professional to help that person come out of that um, distortion of why that fear um, should disable their life. And it kind of can disable someone. It can make them freeze, make them avoid situations altogether. Now, some phobias I get, like, phobias of snakes or like spiders and some and maybe I'm talking for myself but um I get that so positive steppers out there just you know if you hear me screaming or something it might be because I see a spider or something like that so I'm just letting you know I totally get that however this is a little more it it cripples your life if you have a social uh, specific phobia so you do need to be aware of what that is um 
And it can even be just, you know, being in a social situation. It doesn't have to be an object or a thing, um, certain experiences. It, just a phobia is something that needs to be addressed clinically and professionally. And the fourth kind of condition that we wanted to recognize under anxiety disorders is the generalized anxiety. So just that excessive worry, um, that unrealistic worry, things that um, you cannot control you're worried about. And I'm sure I know people who do this, and I'm sure we have all experienced where we were worried about something and then it comes to pass or it it um it comes up or um we're aware of it and then next thing you know it's over and we're like oh you know i was worried about nothing i, I don't know why i even got all worked up well people who experience generalized anxiety they have that same feeling but more often in about more more subjects and more topics and more things so we need to be aware of that. If you have someone in your life who is experiencing that, you know, encourage them. Encourage them to talk to other people. Encourage them to reach out to other people or to exercise, you know, some self-care and to really take deep breaths and to process through it. Maybe you can get them to talk to you about what's going on, what are they worried about. Um, so those are important things to know about anxiety. It's just important to know that there are different conditions that it falls under them. And just to touch, um, briefly touch on learned helplessness, it's um, when I looked on verywellmind.com, I, it kind of defined it as just passivity, being very passive, um, giving up easily, easily frustrated, and having very low self-esteem. And I really feel like a lot of these mental health conditions overlap each other. Um, and they can be comorbid, which means that they exist, like you can have depression and anxiety. The symptoms overlap, you know, where you might have the um, – the 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 um, you don't want to go out or anything like that could be depression. It also could be because you're feeling social anxiety. So you have to just consider that. So it's both mental and physical conditions that under these disorders that overlap a lot. But there is a lot. There is help out there. You do not have to suffer alone. Um, and that brings us to our self care challenge. Um, I just want to reiterate here that this will not cure any mental health issue. That's not why we are um, talking about depression, anxiety, and learned helplessness and then saying here's the 10-day self-care challenge. The 10-day self-care challenge is just something, it um, it can be temporary for someone who has a true mental health disorder um, because Sometimes it takes way more than that. It takes intensive therapy. It may take some um, psychotropic medication. It may take some, um, sometimes you might have to do some kind of brain training. So it takes way more than that. But for the average person, in order to um, prevent yourself from slipping into a major um, mental health state due to um, situations or trauma or anything like that, you can try these things to just kind of rebuild yourself and reboot. And um, as we um, say at Positive Steps, renew yourself. So our 10-day self-care challenge, I just want you to think about doing these things. 
So if you have a paper and pen ready, just be ready to write them down. And let's all hold each other accountable. And we'll try to put something each day up on our website um, just to make sure that you know what the 10-day self-care challenge is and what you need to be doing. So number one, drink more water. This will help you physically. It will help you mentally. It will help you spiritually to get connected to, um, it's always good to connect with nature and everything like that, but water is truly the one thing that can quench your thirst and, um, you know, doctor it up with some strawberries or some blueberries or cucumbers or lemons and limes, you know, put something in it. If you have a hard time drinking it down, I've recently um, increased my water intake from zero to at least I have about maybe 32 ounces a day. I know I need to up that. I probably need to double it or triple it. I'm I'm sure I'll get a lot of positive steppers who will say, oh, yeah, you need to get, you know, 64 ounces in. Well, you know what? Right now I'm doing 32, and I'm happy with that, and I will continue to add on as I see. But I'm going to drink more water. That will be day one. So, um that will refresh you. You know, that's again, we're trying re- to renew ourselves. Number two, write three things that you're grateful for. So that can be anything. Anything that you're grateful for in your life, write down. Maybe put them on a sticky note and put them on your mirror or put them on the back of your door or um, in the on the dashboard in the car or in your purse or your wallet and just have those three things with you so that when you something's coming up or you may have some financial stress, you open up your wallet and you're like, okay, I remember my kids, my wife, and my car or, you know, my house, my job, and my um, I'm grateful for my family. You know, it could be anything. So anything you want, your dog, your cat, and your new shoes you bought last week. Be grateful. Number three, write down what went well for you this week. So even though though you may be on day three, you can still look over the past seven days and say, what went well for me the past seven days, and write that down. Number four, organize something. An example would be your email. Get rid of all that junk mail. Just delete all. (laughs) You know, of course you want to make sure you're not deleting something important, but, you know, get rid of things. Or you can clean out that junk drawer that you have or maybe clean a box out of your garage or, you know, purge something. Maybe you got some old um, clothes that you don't need. It's about to, it's a new uh, season, um, so you may need to get rid of some things. Maybe you lost weight. Maybe you gained weight. Get rid of some things. Organize yourself. Number five, cook a healthy meal. There are so many. I love Pinterest. So positive steppers, you know, I love Pinterest. So look on Pinterest. See what what can you make that would be healthy, that would make your body feel good. And it goes along with that water, just feeling good about what you're doing, what you're putting into yourself. Um, So number six would be wearing your favorite outfit. So you're wearing your favorite outfit, you've already, you're drinking water, and, you know, those things are good because you can end up really feeling good about yourself um, personally from the outside, from the inside out, and that's very important. You want to make sure you're doing that. 
Um, read something uh, like a book or an article that you've been wanting to read. Check that off your to-do list. You know, I've um, recently tapped into Hoopla. A friend of mine told me about Hoopla. I've been, uh, um, has audiobooks from your local library. I've tapped into that. I really love doing Hoopla. It's been really enjoyable. So make sure you maybe start a book or or or, take, or go ahead and read that article. Um, of course, you can't, you know, I'm not a fast reader. So, and even with the audiobooks, they're still like 10 hours long. So I'm not, of course, going to be able to listen to 10 hours within um, the 10 days um, just because of a busy lifestyle. But you can start one, and that'll be – and then just knowing that you have a deadline with Hoopla because it does return itself, you'll be able to get through it. And then number seven, make something and give it away. Um, the big thing here is really to give. So if, whether it be a meal or if it is like, you know, maybe put some flowers together and give it to somebody or a card and just let somebody know, hey, I'm thinking about you or um, you did a good job today, you know, someone at work. So you can do that. That's number seven on the seventh day. Um, on the eighth day, start a positive journal. So this could kind of go along and piggyback off your grateful, um, your grateful note. You know, being grateful note. So, but you can start a positive journal. Get a journal or just a plain old notebook, and just or a notepad, and just start writing positive things about it all the time. Just a reference is something you can always go back to, and you'll be able to um, feel good about yourself when you see everything that you have. Number, um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, number nine, enjoy a new scented oil or candle. I love candles, and I've really been into essential oils. I'm encouraging you to try it and surround yourself with beautiful scents. And number 10, listen to music and create a playlist for yourself that makes you happy. There's nothing like music that, that speaks to your soul. So we have the 10 days of self-care. Um, I will put them up on the website. I will also put them below on the um, Blog Talk Radio um, page. And as always, Positive Steppers, be the best you that you can be one positive step at a time and go out there and start your self-care challenge, Self-Care Sunday. Bye and peace for the week. Yeah.